0: Anybody get uh, motion sick uh, watching the video? So, all right, we'll do strobes with it next week, and uh, we'll get you. So, yeah, you know, throw your hands up. You know, close your eyes. You got your ticket. Now enjoy the ride. You know, sometimes you're up. Sometimes you're down. Sometimes you're in. Sometimes you're out. Round and round. Your life's like a merry-go-round or a roller coaster. You know, we're continuing this uh, series, Roller Coaster, and we've been looking at the life of Habakkuk, whose name means to embrace or to wrestle. And the the book is written, and it's kind of like a courtroom drama. It uses a lot of judicial language. book's written about 600 B.C., And God instructs the the prophet Habakkuk. He says, you know, tell my people that I'm going to raise up Babylonians. And now the Babylonians were ungodly. They were violent. They were enemies of God's people of Judah. And they were far more evil than the people of Judah. And God says, I'm going to use the Babylonians to get the better of my people. And so it's kind of a, what's up with that type thing? And as God delivers that kind of verdict, Habakkuk, he kind of responds, he's like, well, Lord, you know, I worship you and I honor you, but I object, you know, I I am going to take you to court, Lord, because I have the evidence to prove that what you're doing is not fair at all. And so we've been talking about what do you do when what you see is not consistent with what you believe? In other words, what do you do when you're not sure what you think of God and what God's allowing? And in fact, some of you are there today. You know, Lord, I don't understand. You could do something about this, but you don't. Why? Why Lord? It's how you feel when you hit that steep drop in your life. You know, that free fall. You know, when you hit that corner and the twist and turns kind of leave you reeling, disoriented and confused. Anybody on that kind of ride? Anybody been on that kind of ride? you know Christ followers we said you know when you give your life to Jesus Christ i think initially as you start that spiritual ride you're excited about your faith you know you're you're climbing so to speak you're you're growing and you're changing And you see opportunities that God opens up for you and God's protecting and he's providing and you pray and God answers your prayers and you're like, yay, God, yay, this is awesome. It's a thrilling, thrilling ride when you first start your faith. But then at some point, everybody has a drop. And instead of God doing what you ask, well, you hit that curve and suddenly you're going in the opposite direction. And then when things turn in your life, you go, what's up with this, God? And it can become what I would call a crisis of faith. And today what we're gonna talk about is what do you do when you hit that vertical drop? What do you do when you're at the bottom and you're disoriented, and you're confused. I mean, what do you do when you look at the incline and it's so steep and challenging that you're not sure you can do it? You know, maybe even overwhelming to you. Friends, life is a roller coaster. You know, God told Habakkuk what was coming and he gets really upset. You know, this isn't how things are supposed to work out, God. You know, this isn't fair that you're going to allow these evil people to to overtake us. And after he kind of expresses this outrage, and we talked about this last week, he kind of lodges his complaint, and then he, he makes this move. You know, he says, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaints. So can you picture this, all right? Habakkuk he, he he's complained and now he's waiting. Then the Lord said to me, write down my answer plainly on a tablet so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. Habakkuk makes his complaint to God. And then he stops and he's listening. He's waiting for God to answer him. And I want you to get this. It's okay to tell God how you really feel about things. In fact, I believe it's absolutely important in your faith walk to be honest with God. You know, in other words, it's okay to vent, do not filter it, just say whatever it is you need to say. And here's the thing about it. God already knows what you're thinking. God already knows how you feel about things. God, I don't get it. This is not right. That is absolutely not fair, God. You lodge your complaint. You state it. And then like Habakkuk, you climb to the watchtower. Now you go, well, I don't have a watchtower. Okay, you go to that place and you wait for God to answer. See, here's what I think happens too often. We complain, but then we don't wait. You know, we we, we don't take the time to actually stop and listen to God. You're not going to like this. We just whine and then kind of do our own thing, move on. Our God is a relational God. I believe our God loves to speak to his children. And that's all of us here. Our God will speak if you take the time to actually stop and listen. Now, how does God speak? well, Well, God can speak audibly. Now, I will tell you, I've never heard God audibly. But I've known people that have said they've heard God. And I, and I believe them when I see how it kind of worked out in their life. I believe God speaks to people's spirits often. You know, it's that nudging inside. Hey, go this way. Don't do that. No, don't. I'm with you. You know, it's that soft and gentle voice that just kind of guides through life. You know what I'm talking about here? You know God always. I want you to get this. God always, always speaks through His word. Now here's the deal. I'm making an assumption that you actually read God's word, that you listen to God's word. Is God? God can speak through circumstances sometimes, and if you look around you, God will often speak through other, other believers in your life. They'll, they'll come up alongside and just say the right words at the right time. If you will stop for a moment in your life and listen, God will speak in one of those ways. Now, maybe not right away. You may have to wait. But at some point, God will speak into your life. And just a heads up here, You may need to sit down and you may need to hold on to your seat really tight because you may not like what you're about to hear from God. Habakkuk does not like what God says to him. He says, This, this is what? This isn't what I was looking for, Lord. This isn't how I thought things would work out. This is not fair, God, but at least Habakkuk. He knows where he stands, and he knows what God's up to in the midst of it. You know, I think about the Apostle Paul. Uh, if you read his life, he, he prayed, uh, and he asked God to take away the thorn in the flesh. And uh, honestly, there's all kinds of debate. What was that? It was something that was, that was holding him back, that was causing him problems. But he prays, and he prays, and he prays, and he prays. In fact, he pleads with God to do something about the situation and God could have, God's got the power but God didn't and you find those words in scripture and God God says my grace is sufficient for you and when you're weak because of this I'm strong and so Paul he gives testimony and he becomes a a witness to the, the world he says my, my weakness is now my strength because of God. When you're struggling, when you're going through something you don't understand, I would challenge you to just stop, listen, wait for God to speak to you. And when God speaks, whatever it is God shows you, Write it down. Write it down. God, God tells Habakkuk, he says, what I'm about to tell you, I want you to write it down, you know. And I'm thinking, well, why would God want him to write it down? Well, I think so he would get it right. So that he would remember it. So that maybe years later, he, he would see it and remember that moment. So that other people would, would know that what God had said was absolutely true. You know, write it down. Why? Because it's for your benefit. How many of you have ever gone to the store? Your, your spouse asks you to pick up two things. You get to the store. You run into a few people. You get talking, doing your own thing. And when you come home, you got 10 things but only one of the things you were supposed to pick up, <laughs> or none of them. <laughs> you write it down. I've got an app I use, uh, Grocery IQ, but uh, y- y- same, same thing. You, uh, you, it's so you remember it, right? God wants to plant something in your heart, and Satan wants to steal the truth from you he'll pervert it he'll twist it you know so when God speaks what happens it usually brings hope or peace into your life uh, maybe some clarification about something God speaks in that moment and, and we've all had that moment and you're kind of like oh thanks God that, that's exactly what I needed to hear today and then about an hour later you're going, well, was it God? What did, what did God say actually? And a week later, you're going, I'm not sure it was God. Friends, if you are not careful, what God speaks to you in that moment, well, it'll just evaporate. It'll just vanish. Write it down. Write it down. Let it become an anchor in your life. Now, I remember before we started uh, Faith Fellowship, there, there were some dark days in my life. I, I was beat up. I was weary, tired. And I stepped away from ministry, you know. And so I had no job, no income, and no plan. And I'm thinking, why, God, this, this is not fair. You know, what? Was it? what's up with this, Lord? You know, now what, God? I had all kinds of questions, and I want to be real clear. I, I knew what I had done was right to just step away from it. But as the days turned into weeks, I was less sure of it. You know, I kept waiting for God to speak, you know, to say more to me than, It'll be okay, trust me. You know, I've been with you before. You'll get through this. See, I wanted more. I wanted more. I I wanted God to give me some direction. I wanted him to give me some certain hope. I actually wanted God just to give me a plan, (laughs) you know. Waiting, waiting is difficult. But there was a point where God started speaking, speaking to my spirit. Speaking through scripture, speaking through other people. And friends, I will tell you it was defining. It was driving. And in fact is we wouldn't be sitting here, probably. When God speaks, you write it down. That's what I started doing. I started writing down what God was saying. And it became a source of inspiration and strength. And over time, gave me new purpose in life. You know, when God shows you something, speaks to you in some way, you write it down. Habakkuk, he, he's, he's going through this time where he's waiting, he's waiting. He's waiting to record. I can almost see him, you know, pen in hand. They didn't have pens, but anyway. He's got pen in hand. What's God gonna say? What am I gonna write down? But sometimes you have to wait before you can write anything down. Sometimes you have to wait and wait and wait. Some of you are waiting today. Most people do not like to wait. Why? Well, it's uncomfortable, right? Sometimes waiting is agonizing in life. We do not like to be silent. We do not like to sit still. You know, we we like moving in our lives, doing, accomplishing. We want instant return, instant gratification, instant easy fixes for the problems of life. Habakkuk is waiting. And we don't know how long he waited for, but finally, finally God speaks to him. God says this, for the revelations await an appointed time. It speaks of an end and will not prove false. Though it linger, what? Wait for it. Wait for it. It will certainly come and will not be delayed. And yet he's still on the edge. What else, Lord? Friends, here's what I want you to get out of that verse is, when God promises something, you may have to wait for it. In fact, some of you today, I believe you're waiting. You believe God has shown you something in your life or made a promise. And you keep hoping and you keep praying, you keep believing. But, but you're waiting and waiting and waiting. In fact, you may have been waiting so long now, you're beginning to doubt things. You're afraid maybe God won't come through. But God's delays are not God's denials in life. And this is really important. When God promises you something, it will come to pass, period. You can take it to the bank if God promised it. You know, when you, when you look at Scripture, over and over we see men and women of faith who God made a promise to, and then they waited and waited and waited in their life. I mean Moses Moses led the, the children of Israel around the desert for 40 years. They were waiting to go to the promised land that God had promised to give them. You know God told Joseph he says you're going to be a great leader one day. Well then his brothers beat him up. They threw him in a pit. Then they're like, "Oh, I got a better idea. Let's sell him into slavery." Then he went to prison for several years before God elevated him to the number two power in Egypt. It's difficult to wait. You agree? Difficult to wait? And here's what's twisted about it. When you're waiting, you tend to think that you're stuck. You tend to think there's no movement going on in your life. If you go to a restaurant, what does a waiter do? A waiter serves, don't they? And I would suggest if you're waiting, that you need to serve God, need to be obedient, need to be faithful. You know, waiting is not about inaction in your life. When you don't understand, when you're waiting on God, you still serve God, you still honor God, you're still obedient to God, you still follow God. You see that term, appointed time? In the, in the Hebrew, that word is, carries the idea of fixed. You're waiting for a fixed moment, a specific moment. A moment that has already been determined by God. A moment that is absolutely 100% it's coming. You know, when, when it's time, it's time. It's like giving birth to a baby. There is no point in time. You cannot speed it up. You cannot slow it down. That's the, the inference here. It's God's time. Wait for it. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. You want to know how long Habakkuk waited? A long, long time. In fact, many people living in that day did not get to see what was going to take place. But Habakkuk saw it, the next generation saw it. God's promise was fulfilled. Some of you today are confused, disoriented. You're in what I'd call the dip, you know, the bottom, the valley, facing some serious vertical incline in your life. Some of you, you've been holding on to what you believe God promised. But when you look at the situation, well... You don't see it happening. Well, I want to look at uh, the verse we looked at earlier, uh, but in the Living Bible, because I think it just bleeds with with hope and uh, certainty here. It says, but these things I plan won't happen over, overnight right away. <laughs> Slowly, steadily, surely, the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow... Do not despair, for these things will surely come to pass. Be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. I I would add to it a single moment, second. God says to Habakkuk, Listen, I'm going to speak to you, and I want you to write this down, Habakkuk. I absolutely understand what's happening in the world right now. I know that the Babylonians are bad. And I get the fact that you want them to get theirs. Habakkuk, I promise they will. When I'm ready, at the right time. And Habakkuk, you better hold on to your seat because this one's going to be good. It's going to be good. You know, it's kind of like uh, when I was a kid, don't be shocked, but when I did stuff that was wrong, no, thank you very much up there. <laughs> My mom, she would say, wait till your father gets home. Yeah. I'm not sure it was ever any worse when dad got home. But those words, they carried a certain amount of fear, and they created some uncertainty for me. This is what God's saying to Habakkuk. You you just wait. Because I'm the Heavenly Father. I, I'm righteous. I'm just I'm good but they're going to get their punishment for their sins in due time. You just can't have to wait on it. Wait on it. I mean, actually, this is how God says it. He says, look at the proud. Uh, He's specifically talking about the Babylonians here. I think you can look at a broader context as well. says, they trust in themselves. They think life's all about them, they, they think they have it all figured out they trust themselves and their lives are crooked they they believe they don't have to follow God's laws they, they believe that they can do whatever they want but they've got it wrong but the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God it, it, if you uh, read the entire chapter and we don't have time to do it but I'd encourage you maybe read it this week but God boldly issues what are known as the five woes and God says, you know, woe to those who pile up stolen goods. You know, woe to those that that build their realm with unjust gains. You know, woe to those that think life's all about partying. You know, woe to those that will use violence to get their way. Woe to those that are idolaters, you know, that that think uh, things and possessions are going to give life meaning. You know, the proud, they think they know what's best. They think they've got it all figured out. They're crooked and it will not play well. Wait for it. Wait for it. You know, wait for it. It's the way of the world. It's twisted. It does not play out well eternally in life. But there's a better way to live. It's the second half of this verse. You know, it's the main track of Habakkuk. But the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. The righteous, God's people, we'll live by faith. You know, Christ followers, we're to live not by what we see that's going on around us. You know, no matter what's happening in life, we're to live by faith, faith in God, faith in what God says, faith in God's promises. God has spoken, God declared, God promised whatever. And the question is, will you wait on God to fulfill the promise? You know, will you wait even when life's twisting and turning? Even when it feels like maybe it's going backwards? You know, even when things do not make sense to you? Even when people whisper in your ear, forget God. God doesn't care. God doesn't exist. He's not going to do anything about this. We will not live by what we see. We will live by faith. We'll believe his word. We will believe his promises. You know, we'll live by faith and we will wait and we will believe and we will wait and we will trust God in our lives. So when God promises you something, you wait for it. You know, God promises you a a child, but you can't conceive. You believe God. You live by faith and believe that God will give you a child. I mean, maybe by birth, maybe by adoption. You know, when you're giving, and you're afraid that you may not have enough for the end of the month, you remain obedient, and you trust God to provide, and you wait for it, and you wait for it. You know, you wait for God to do what God's going to do. You just keep waiting for it over and over in your life. You know, when your marriage is falling apart and everybody's saying, just get a divorce and move on. You push back by faith. You say, I made a vow. I believe things are possible, everything's possible with God, and you wait for it and you wait for it. You know, when your children make a a bad decision and everybody's going, oh, I've seen this one before. This is going to play really bad. You do what you can and you trust God. And by faith, you believe that God is going to work something good out of the midst of it. He's going to bring it about. You live by faith. Even when things are going the wrong way, even when they're twisting and turning and you're feeling a little dizzied, you do not live by what you see around you. Faith in God. Faith in a God that's bigger, stronger. You live by faith and you wait for it and you wait for it and you wait for it. And when you don't see what you believe God has promised, you wait some more. You wait for it. And as you're believing, as you're trusting, as you're growing closer to God, see, that's one of the things that happens. As you're holding on to God for dear life. As you're living by faith. You remember these words here. But the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's in charge. The Lord's good. God can be counted on. God's word is absolutely true. God's word is absolutely right. And even though what we're seeing goes against what we believe, I'm gonna remember that. But the Lord's in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. And that's really declaring that that's what's gonna happen. Everything will be silenced before him. So we're going to believe. Why? Because God's still on the throne. And we're going to wait. And we're going to live by faith. There's someone here who needs to hear that today. You feel like that that situation's overwhelmed you. Live by faith and trust God. And when you start doubting, you still... Keep believing. It's okay. You can have both at the same time. Keep believing. Keep living by faith. Keep living by faith. Let, let's bow in a word of prayer together. Our holy God, God, I know there are some here today that uh, they got stuff going on. There's some that are angry. Some are frustrated. Some are tired, some are weary, some are ready to just give up. God, I pray that um, this week at some point they'll just be silent and allow you to speak, to whisper, for them to sense your, your presence. you'd whisper something through your word or through a brother or sister in the faith god i pray you'd whisper hope god i pray all of us no matter what's going on that we'd live by faith that we would quit listening to the news and uh people that are around us that are negative that, that we'd just, just quit that we'd put all of our faith in you we'd find hope in you find peace but you'd just take that anxiety and that fear and just eliminate it God help us to live by faith Help us to trust you. And God, may we do what we can, but in the midst of that, may we realize you can do all. All things are possible with you. God, I pray that uh, we just lay this stuff at your feet. Help us to be people of faith. We give you the glory with all we think, all we say, all we do. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. God's people said? Amen. There'll be uh, prayer teams down front. You need prayer this morning. Let let them pray with you. Uh, You know, maybe just say, yeah, I'm on that twist and turn. Uh, Pray for me today, but uh, they'll be down front. Let's, Let's worship together.